Welcome to Chapter 1 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Lisa Stump, Interim CIO at Yale New Haven Health System. In this segment, Stump talks about the enormous effort required to do a Big Bang implementation of Epic Speaker across three hospitals, what she believed was the key to preventing operational disruptions during the rollout, and the strategy the organization used to build a solid Epic team. HealthSystemCIO.com podcasts are sponsored by Improvata, the healthcare IT security company ranked number one by class for secure messaging and single sign-on. For more information, visit their website at Improvata.com. Hi, Lisa. Thanks so much for taking some time to speak with us today. I'm happy to. Thanks, Kate. Sure. So a good place to start is always to give a little bit of basic information about Yale New Haven Health System, um, really you know, what you have in terms of hospitals, ambulatory, uh, where you're located, things like that. Yeah, so we are a health system of three hospitals that encompasses 2,200 inpatient beds. Our hospitals are in New Haven, Bridgeport, and Greenwich, Connecticut. And our health system also includes uh, physician medical group with a few hundred uh, physicians supporting ambulatory practice really across the state of Connecticut. Uh, in total, the health system has more than 6,000 physicians. Uh, that includes our 600-member uh, multi-specialty foundation, as I mentioned, and we're now over 20,000 employees across the state of Connecticut. Um, the enterprise then delivers 109,000 inpatient discharges and over a million and a half outpatient encounters every year. Okay. I think it's important to note uh, the health system also operates in partnership with the Yale School of Medicine uh, and its 1,500 physician specialty practice. Uh, so we really have a diverse group of physicians and specialties, again, spanning the state of Connecticut and uh, even into surrounding states. Okay. Now, as far as uh, the, the IT staff for Yale New Haven Health, what, what's the approximate size? We're about a 600-member IT staff supporting that entire enterprise, the School of Medicine and the health system. Okay. And uh, I, I know the health system is on EPIC, and now is, is that in all the hospitals and clinics at this point? It is. So we uh, completed our implementation although I say that a little bit tongue-in-cheek, uh, the first phase of our implementation. So all the hospitals and the medical practices uh, were completely implemented by 2013. Mm -hmm. And then uh, in the years since, as the health system has continued to grow, we've deployed EPIC as new practices come into the health system, uh, as new organizations have come into the health system, or as we've had interest in additional modules. Uh, and Beaker was a good example of that. Okay. So this is all pretty recent as far as uh, going live with Epic Beaker. Yes, we just completed that implementation at the end of July. And so then was that, that was across the board? We did. We did that as a Big Bang implementation, uh, consolidating three different laboratory information systems at each of our hospitals uh, now into a single Beaker instance for the health system. Okay. So uh, obviously, you know, the goal there would be uh, to have everyone on that same system, but what, what were um, some of the challenges in doing it the way you did in going Big Bang? Yeah, you know, our, one of our biggest concerns uh, was around what could be operational disruption, right? Mm -hmm. So supporting three hospitals in three different cities uh, was a strain on the team uh, in terms of support for 
the laboratory operations and uh, the ordering clinicians and end users out on the floors. The complexity in our go live, though, was compounded by the fact that we chose to consolidate our laboratory test naming conventions uh, as well as pricing around some of the laboratory tests across the organizations. And so uh, it wasn't just a simple uh, implementation. We did lots of consolidation effort at the same time. Um, so all of that added a high degree of complexity to both the initial planning and build, but also in the post-live monitoring plan because we no longer had a one-to-one -one relationship between the tests that existed in our legacy system and the tests that were now created uh, in the new Beaker environment. And so uh, that took a lot of careful planning uh, to create crosswalks and ensure that we didn't have either an operational disruption, you know, clinicians who could no longer find the tests they wanted to order, or financial disruption. Um, we, we needed to be able to test volumes and ensure that that was all flowing correctly. So our timeline uh, wasn't initially anticipated to be a few months shorter, uh, but we thought it would be in the best interest of the organization to do all of that consolidation and spread the timeline uh, to the end of July. Right. And so um, things went off uh, fairly well. They really did. You know, I think um, I was very pleasantly surprised uh, truly by the lack of operational disruption. So great credit to our laboratory leadership teams and the staff. Their turnaround times, for example, on stat labs didn't vary by more than three to five minutes uh, from their baseline throughout the implementation. Uh, so their planning around staffing was incredibly sound. The applications performed very well. We had, you know, expected areas where uh, we needed to tweak some of the builds once we came live, but uh, incredibly smooth overall. Again, particularly considering the complexity of the consolidation that we undertook and the sort of geographic spread of the organizations we were supporting. Yeah, and, and what did you do as far as uh, being able to amp up that support? How were you able to, to get all the uh, people and, uh, you know, needed to do that? Yeah, so our IT team um, was housed centrally in a command center. Um, for the most part, all of them were in that central location. We put small numbers of IT experts at each of the hospitals to ensure we had um, you know, essentially boots on the ground uh, to support any issues locally. And then we had super users and um, end user support. We had our, our trainers and other members outside of our Beaker team uh, from IT that we trained in the application to go out and support um, you know, from the physician and nursing perspective as they were interacting uh, with, with the system from their perspective. We utilized some consultants. Uh, we, we augmented our staff where appropriate with consulting to help with that end user support as well. And Beaker, um, I'm sorry, Epic, uh, you know, sent staff out from Wisconsin to support us as well, which was very helpful. Right. I, I would imagine that this is one of the uh, the bigger uh, big bangs that they had seen with Beaker. It was. Um, you know, the, that added level of complexity, as I said, they'd not had um, all of that consolidation from three or multiple lab systems done concurrently with the Beaker Go Live before. Um, and our test volumes and the number of laboratory instruments that needed to be interfaced or integrated with Beaker uh, was larger than 
their other clients to date. So it was a pretty big and complex undertaking. Right. At this point now, um, just in the phase of making any necessary, necessary tweaks that, me, that need to be made? It really is. You know, you know as I said, um, I had anticipated uh, probably more issues uh, and I think more severity of issues, but uh, it's gone incredibly smoothly. I had to remind myself yesterday you know, that um, it's only been a month uh, since we went yeah. live. So lots of anticipation and preparation, um, and now things are, are running very smoothly. The, What's been nice, you know, the, the feedback from the ordering clinicians and from the nurses who are now using the, the bedside closed-loop laboratory verification called Rover, mm -hmm. uh, the feedback's been incredibly positive uh, in terms of its utility compared to the older systems. And even the laboratory staff, you know, find it to be faster, they see greater granularity of the data. They can track specimens more tightly. So uh, it's really been a win um, both in the lab and for the, the clinical users. Okay. So are there other um, modules now you're still looking to, to implement with EPIC? Uh, you know, in the year ahead, I think we're probably looking at um, the orthopedics module uh, to support growth in our musculoskeletal services. You know, in the last year, in addition to Beaker, uh, we had also transitioned to Epic's care management solution. Uh, so that was uh, back in January. Um, so we continue to look for opportunities to use the fully integrated suite uh, that, yeah. that Epic affords. The dental solution uh, is on our list uh, for the coming year as well. We support a, a dental clinic in our New Haven hospitals. Uh, and so coming onto the EPIC module there um, will give that, give that additional functionality and integration uh, with the broader platform. Okay. So, so going backwards a little bit, you know, when EPIC was implemented, um, at that point you were EPIC project director with the organization? That's right. Okay. So obviously you're very, very familiar with that um, yes. and, you know, had a, had a big role in the implementation. And in that role, were you really focused a lot on, on kind of the, the, the meeting like the day-to-day -day goals with the implementation? Yeah, my, my job as the project director, yeah, was really to ensure that the quality of the implementation and that um, all of the timelines and deadlines were met. Um, but I would say the overall quality was key uh, and, and paramount for me. Um, but then certainly delivering that, um, you know, within our time frame and, and the budget that we had set. You know, I had the, the privilege of participating and, and leading the building of the team. You know, we hired that team uh, essentially from scratch, meaning both internal staff that were part of our IT organization prior to the EPIC project uh, interviewed for positions on the EPIC team. And at the same time, we were then, you know, recruiting externally and from Yale University uh, all at the same time. Uh, but the opportunity to select and build the team specifically around that project uh, was an incredible opportunity to um, really bring in the, the right skill sets um, and the right uh, sort of soft talents uh, that we needed to, to really see a project like that through. You know, a lot of work effort over a long period of time uh, takes, takes the right kind of people to, to dedicate to. So uh, that was a great opportunity. And as far as, uh, what happened to that team? Is that something where, where people had eventually returned to other positions or, or what happened to, uh, 
to that? No, the vast majority, so we, we managed um, the use of consultants, I think, really well uh, during the project. So anticipating that we needed to staff up at various stages of the product, particularly around the larger hospital implementations, um, we augmented smartly with consultants and were able to then maintain most of the original hires onto the team. Uh, so a few, you know, I would say probably over the last three years, um, maybe 10% either went on to other organizations. They, they took their Epic knowledge with them um, and you know, were, had career opportunities elsewhere. Some uh, who came to us, particularly from the clinical arena, uh, decided to go back to bedside care. Uh, but the vast majority have stayed, stayed with us over time. Okay, which is great because it it's really is a, is a never-ending project, it seems. It is. Um, you know, I think people always say, and that's why I say, you know, tongue-in-cheek, the project ended in 2013. Um, you know, that initial implementation for our hospitals uh, ended at that point. But um, we will always be evolving the tools uh, to meet the, the needs of our customers, uh, our consumers, and our clinicians. So um, it's, it's really an exciting area of work. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.